Welcome to the Party with Lance podcast. Starting the party in three, two, one. Here we go. Hello, yes, and welcome back to another episode of the Party with Lance podcast. This is episode number 19, video number two. Uh, check this out, ukulele. Yes, there it is. Ukulele, one of the things that you learn in quarantine, but not really. Um, that's the thing about the quarantine, right? Everybody has all these things they want to do that they think they're going to get done, and uh, something like a ukulele, which actually my girlfriend and I got before the quarantine, uh, but we happen to have it, and I've learned three chords. So there it is. Well, we're back again. Uh, what do we got here? A couple topics. Oh, first off, if you like the podcast, as always, um, I forgot to do this in the last one, but uh, as always, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz on iTunes, or if you want to leave some comments on the YouTube, that's cool too. And uh, it's all uh, at Party with Lance on social media or PartyWithLance.com, just Party with Lance everywhere. And uh, usually it works better if you type it on as one big word, so uh, you can do that. Um, let's just say this. Here's something that happened uh, me, to me today. You know, I make this list, and then I, and then I, as the day goes on, it's uh, uh, it's like the ones that just happened seem to be the ones I talk about because they just happened, right? I make a list throughout the week, and then it's like stuff that happened five days ago. I'm like, ah, whatever. But it just happened. I'm like, it's like hot and ready to talk about. So uh, I had to call customer service today for something, um, for something online. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, you know when you're doing uh, uh customer service, uh, it's the same everywhere. It's the same, you get a representative, you wait, all that stuff. One thing I've learned that I love about customer service is when a customer service rep like uh, like levels with you or comes down to like what what you like. I'll give you an example. I called it and it was a dude uh, when I talked. I could tell the guy was probably you know anywhere from I don't know twenty two to like forty, just like a that would be my age. I'm thirty seven, so it's like a dude in that range. And it's funny, once you start talking, he's like, oh, welcome to such and such, and how may I help you? My name is such and such. And then you get going, but once, I, I like when customer service reps will come down uh, or, or like try and like they'll understand who you are as a customer. And then by the end of it, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, have a good day, brother. You know what I mean? Like, like I like when they people break from company, like, have a good day, brother. Or like, yeah, man, hello. that's sweet, dude. Like, it's like they turn a corner, like, it's almost like a customer. I guess if you're calling people all day or people calling you all day, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I, I know what kind of person this is. Or like, uh, I hear in their voice that like, I guess you give cues, right? It's like anything else. You give a couple cues of things that you like, and it's like, oh, this is, he knew, he knew that I was a dude like this age. And so he's like, and, and like your wherewithal or whatever. So he's like, oh, I can say like, have a good day, brother. Or like, I just think it's fun when customer service reps go from like, hi, welcome to such and such. How may I help you to to, yeah, man, you got to get that. That's the one I would, you know, yeah, definitely. Like, something like that. And that's just if it happens to be like this guy, right? It could be it could be someone else. But I, I, I just think it's really funny when someone comes down and levels with you, like, on, on that same thing. Also, I've decided this. Um, there, is, there is way too much testosterone in the world, I've decided. Um, something that happened to me yesterday, um, I was going for a walk, and where I live, they have... Uh, in, in New York City, they've blocked off parts of the street for pedestrians, right? Um, you know, like a lot of parts of the city, they're blocking off certain areas that used to be car zones that are now areas where people can just, you know, walk 
walk, uh, you know, up and down the street where, you know, for things for outdoor dining or whatever. But this is a specific strip where they've just, they've leveled like, you know, 10 blocks where it's just walking. Anyway, I'm, anyway, I'm walking in this section and this dude twice where it's supposed to be an only pedestrian area, whether that's biking or walking, you know, cars can go if they need to like park on that block or if they're going one block to then turn down the next, whatever. But people are just disregarding it. Um, you, you know, um, just weaving around the barriers that they've put up and then just going down where the people are. And twice I was walking yesterday. I'm in, you know, in the pedestrian area now. It's, it is. And a car was once, like, right behind me. And this dude is, like, and he's, like, angry that I'm walking there even though he's in the wrong in the car. And then it's, like, I finally, like, go a little bit and then step over a bit. And he, like, floors it and zooms it on. And, and it's, like, just... A, there's too much testosterone, basically. There's too many, like, angry angry dudes out there who just like do stuff i mean women will do it too but for some reason it's uh uh you know dudes tend to be that guy a lot of times i was talking to my girlfriend about it and she made a very good point that maybe people are um to a degree like maybe very uh people aren't maybe exercising the way they used to like i know i'm not so there's a lot of pent up one there's a lot of anger toward you know whichever side of the political thing you're on and also just like you know maybe i'm not exercising like i used to so i understand Maybe that's why people are more pent up. But even before the pandemic, there's too much testosterone. I can't believe, uh, um, I can't even believe, uh, even like on the highway, you ever just drive, take any interstate. You could be anywhere in the country or the world, really. You're going down the interstate, you're going 70 miles an hour. That's that's pretty fast. If you think about like you're hurtling, you know, 70 miles an hour in this in this uh, metal, you know, uh, plastic metal machine, whatever you want to, whatever it's made out of, right? 70 miles an hour, and then a car will go by you like 95, 100, and like cut you off, and we, that happens way too frequently. The older I get, I'm actually really surprised that I make it, that I get anywhere, that I ever get from point A to point B. I feel like every time I get in the car and I go like, you know, New York City driving is a different kind of driving because it's, it's uh, you're never going quite that fast usually cause within the city, but uh, unless you're on like the, the highways on the sides, uh, and then people will fly. Um, but anytime I go anywhere, like on an interstate, like on the road somewhere doing something, I'm surprised I ever get from point A to point B. Cause I feel like I almost have like four or five accidents along the way due to someone like going 90, cutting me off. Um, you know, or like right, or like right on you and like pressuring you to then put you in a hard situation. I just feel like, um, there's too much testosterone I'll say. And again, it could be women drivers doing the same thing, but a lot of times it is, it is men. Um, Yeah. Also, here's a tip to life. Uh, a quick tip is to, um, you know, people, everyone's trying to be the best, number one. You know, that's, that's uh, especially in America. We're always, you know, what hospital were you born at? What, what middle school? What high school? What college? What job? Oh, what neighborhood? Oh, what company? Oh, what car? Oh, what vacation house? Oh, what? It's just constant upping, upping of one. You know, everybody's trying to be number one. Here's the secret maybe that no one is, you know, it, there's only a number one number one. If there's a thousand people going for it, there's only one number one. Nobody's ever trying to go for number two, and that's the secret to success, going for number two. Because if you go for number two, number one's going to get taken, right? So, And everyone's already going for it. But number two, no one's doing it. So if you're the only person shooting for number two, you could be number two. One, uh, a couple things. You'll be number two, which is awesome. And also, number two is pretty sweet. Imagine being the number two richest person in the world. So you're not number one, but number two is pretty awesome. Imagine being the second best athlete in something. Imagine being the second... You know, uh, uh, in high schools, uh, the second, maybe not the valedictorian, what is it, uh, salutatorian? I don't even know if that's the right term, but you know the number two person. Um, uh, imagine being vice president, not president number one, but vice president of, in, of anything. The U.S., a company, a vice president of Microsoft, vice president of uh, Boeing Airline. Like, 
seems cool, right? Like, so that's the key. I think the key is you want to go for number, you want to go for number two. You want to go for second. Everyone's going for number one. It's too jammed. You want to go for second and you can even go down for that. No one's ever saying like, Hey, I want to be six, but you, could you imagine being the six biggest anything like how awesome that is? And that's the thing. Everybody's going for number one and they're getting jammed up. And, and so it's hard. But if you go for number two or number four or number eight, do even the 12th, what if you were the 12th largest of something in the U.S.? You could, the number can be whatever, but that's the key. You don't want to go for number one, too jammed up. The smart thing to do is go for number two, number seven, whatever. You get what I'm saying. So that's the tip of the week is go for number two. Don't go for number one. It's too jammed up. Another thing I've decided at this time is that, um, you know, uh, I think cloudy days are the best days. A lot of people love the sunny days. Too much, too bright out there. You ever go walking on a sunny day? It's too, it's too intense. It's, it can get too hot. It can hurt you. Um, when you get sunburned, it's also too bright in your eyes. And it's just, it, um, you get, you could, uh, breathing wise, it could be hard if it's hot out. It's too sunny. Sunny's more glares, more sunny is not the way to go. Rainy, I actually like a rainy day, but a couple rainy days in a row, then I start to feel it, right? Maybe there's not enough vitamin D or it just seems like, does the rain ever stop? You know, after like three days of rain, you're like, is this just life now? It just rains forever. So I think cloudy days are the way to go. A little overcast, kind of a couple clouds in the sky, so you get in the sun, but it's not beating down on you. It's also why the, why, it's also why the shade is so great. It's why people love the shade, you know, because it's like the shade is great. You're in you're in the sun, but you're not, you know, it's like why you go to the beach, you, you know, it's great to have an umbrella or like a, a tent to sit underneath because it's not beating down on you the whole time. Same with beach days. Best beach days, kind of cloudy. You know what I mean? Half cloudy, half sunny. Cloudy days are better than sunny days. And I will stand by that uh, until the end of time or the end of some time. I will stand by it to sometime. The cloudy days are the way to go. Also in this time during the, the uh, you know, the coronavirus or pandemic or, or even with the fires, you know, what I've been thinking about is that I don't know how anybody, I'm amazed by people who are emergency workers of any kind, ambulance workers, um, police workers, fire workers, hospital workers, military people. I don't know, uh, you know, they really are built differently, those people, I think. I, I don't have any of that in me. If I, like, you know, I, I like to think I could act okay in a situation, but I don't know how people, you know, I, I couldn't run into a fire. Like, people just, you know, being a fire person, imagine seeing it and just running in there and be like, here we go. I think those people were actually built they're built differently. There's something about them. I now I've had a couple emergency situations as as I think we all experience from, you know, uh, hopefully never, but you know, we it's life. You one or two things here in my life where I'm like, "Oh, we got to, you know, and you 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 hope you ride to the moment." But um but I don't know how people have that in them like uh, being a hospital worker like and working in the ER even uh before COVID. I don't know how you work in the ER. You just go to work every day and people are coming in and like the bravery that those people have um or military, like, I couldn't imagine, like, being dropped off in another country, and, like, well, here you go, go at it, like, running in, and, like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have that in me, and, uh, I guess everybody's just built differently, and those are gifts that certain people are, are built with, and, uh, I guess mine is yelling into this microphone, um, so, is that a gift, or is it just a random another person on the internet? Also, something to remember that a lot of people might forget about, I've been listening to some music recently, um, I actually like Pandora more than people give it credit for. Um, Pandora, uh, you know, and I like the ads. Yeah, I there's an ad popping up on my Pandora, and it's like, do you want a month free Pandora, no ads? And I'm like, not really. I actually like the ads uh, for a couple of things. One, it reminds me that I'm getting it free. You know, every time I hear an ad, I'm like, ah, oh, this ad, but I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I'm getting this for free. Um, but am I getting it for free because they're using the time, which is the ad? So maybe you know, if time is money or money's time, or time is the most valuable resource then I'm getting the ad, but it's like, I don't mind. I'm like, 
I just listened to five great songs. I don't know how often the ads are. Two songs, six songs, randomly. I'm like, I just listened to five awesome songs. I'll listen to a 30-second ad. I don't care. So I actually like it. Uh, and it also reminds me that like the ads are like a break. It, it, it reminds you to take a break. Because sometimes we'll just go deep in the internet. You know what I mean? We'll just be sitting on the internet. You ever just sit on the internet for like three hours and you're like, did I just... Oh, wow. There goes the, there goes the day. You know, um, or, or even you ever have like Facebook open and then you open up another window of Facebook and you're like, I've gone too far. This is, it could be anything or, or double, double CNN.com, double any, whatever site you go to. Um, so I like the ads cause they remind me like, whoa, whoa, they break you out of that. If you listen to too much music, let's say you're, you had the paid version or Spotify, or you just listen to straight music, you know, um, without the ads, you might get lost, which could be a good thing depending on what you're doing. But I like that the ads pop up and like, whoa, you've been on the internet for a little bit. Like, well, now what? And it's almost like a quick check-in. It's like a, it's like a quick check-in. So, oh, but I've been listening to some music and here's, here's what I was talking about. Some things I wanted to share. I forgot how good 311 was. Um, and and on, on Pandora, you get some awesome songs. Like, and that's also what I like about Pandora. I'm discovering all kinds of music as all, you know, been doing that for years. I never really talk about it because it's just what Pandora is, right? I guess Spotify probably does something similar too. I've never been that much of a, a Spotify user when it comes to music. Um, I've always just been a Pandora person that just chooses a thing, listens to it, and listens to the ads. But I forgot how good 311 was. Also, the Beastie Boys. I hadn't li- I hadn't heard the Beastie Boys in like over a year, maybe two or three, and I forgot how good the Beastie Boys actually were. So, uh, two bands that uh, you know just bring them back around. 311 and Beastie Boys. Those are some those are some great bands that are worth listening to if you haven't in a while. Um, to me, the best band of all time, though, is Train. And I don't know if I talked about it or not before. I can't remember on any podcast if I did. Every couple years they got a every every couple years they got like a new hit that you don't realize. Like every two years, they got a new hit. So Train, greatest band of all time. Is it time for another song? I think so. Well, let's see. I don't know if I have any more chords. It's really just the same song I had before. Or really with ukulele, do you, I mean, do you need to really learn any more than that? A ukulele sounds the same, you know, it's like, it just sounds like you're at the beach. It doesn't matter what, you can play no chords, watch this. It sounds like you're on tropical, I don't even have this thing tuned, I don't think. I didn't tune it before this. You know, it sounds like you're at the beach, so it's like, ukulele. That's it, you don't even need, you know, you don't even need to be good. You literally can do this, watch it, you can put one finger in a place, watch. And then you do this, you go. And you're like, I'm at the beach. I read this on the news. Uh, there's a, there's a, um, I guess Qantas, the airline, uh, is it in Australia? They're doing a flight. I think you have to Google it. Maybe I didn't do that much research on this, but I saw, I saw it and I read about it a little bit. They're doing a, there's a Qantas flight. They're offering it. It's, a, it's called like a flight to nowhere because I guess people aren't flying or they can't leave the country or something. So it's like you can literally just. Bo- it's a seven hour flight, I believe. You just get on and then they just fly around and like sightsee for seven hours which you couldn't pay me to do that for several reasons. One, I don't know how good that is for the environment, right? That's why we have climate change to begin with. If, you know, just, although we, I've flown places for fun, so maybe that's, you know, but that's a seven-hour flight just to, like, not even get people anywhere. Although maybe get you out, out of your head, which you've been in. So maybe that, you know, but the environment is one. Two, who wants to go through security, like, without the prize, right? Who wants to do all the security and then just go up and then end up back at your house? Like, if I go through, all, through security, I want to be going somewhere for a different experience, for something cool, for something... I don't want to just be flying. Also, who knows about the COVID risk? Although, on planes, I'm not sure because about the recirculated air. A lot of people think, 
you know, the air on planes is actually a lot better than people realize. It's actually uh, much more circulated than than one might think, uh, as far as I've read and can tell. You know, you think you're you're, but you are enclosed with people sitting next to someone, perhaps depending on the spacing. But the air itself is actually regenerated a lot more, even than like in your apartment or like anywhere else. So. So, but but there could be some COVID risk to a seven-hour flight, like to nowhere, just like right in a cir- some big, huge sightseeing circle. Two, it's scary. Flying's scary. I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly if I don't have to. You know, um, granted, it is obviously safe, but I ter- I hate flying. I'm terrified of flying. I don't like it. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna just take a flight. There better be a destination on the other end of that flight. I better be in like or like going to see something cool somewhere. I don't want to just go through a day of security like sitting in a gate who wants to do like and then on a plane for seven hours that's like weird food weird restroom situation where that's where you could get covid maybe in the restroom because maybe it's not circulating as much or something so um yeah i'm not doing i'm not doing a set well first of all i'm not in australia where that flight's taking place i think but also if that was offered here there's no way i'm just getting on a like i wouldn't go to jfk here get on a huge plane and i think it's a big plane they were doing too uh, I'm not getting on a huge plane, fly around like New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, DC, Boston to like land back at New York seven hours later. Like that sounds horrific to me. Like, although I will say, did I ever talk about this? One time I flew, I will say I did have a cool flight once, but I was already on a flight. I was flying from, uh, I'm from, uh, South Georgia. So I was flying from South Georgia to New York, back to where I, where I live now. Right. Where I've been for many years. So um, I did one time fly on, was it 4th of July or New Year's? I believe it was 4th of July. But I flew, if you've ever flown from, I think I had a layover in Charlotte. That's that's usually the route sometimes. So Charlotte to New York. From Charlotte, but I flew like on 4th of July and I flew across every major city like as fireworks are going off. So it was like, you know, first of all on the coast, so people were just doing uh, all kinds of celebrations in general up the coast. But I flew you know, it went like, it went like, especially this little quarter here, like DC, Baltimore, um, Philadelphia. Uh, is there anything else between there? And there's New York. But I'm trying to think if there's any, you know, all this stuff on the Jersey shore, all this stuff on like the Maryland coast. Anyway, within that, that like half hour window, it was on a clear night on the 4th of July or New Year's, but I'm pretty sure it was 4th of July. So you're saying it's like, when do fireworks go off in the summer? Nine, I guess when it like starts, you know, starts to get dark, nine, nine thirty or whatever. I don't know, 845, whatever it is. So we're flying in every city, especially when you're flying on that route from uh, D.C. to New York. That's only like a, it could be a half hour in the air. So it's like you literally, every few minutes you'd see, and plus all the little tiny fireworks going off, but I literally got to see fireworks shows up the coast. And uh, that was cool. So speaking of the Qantas flight, if you did something like that, that's pretty cool. Um, although I still wouldn't voluntarily do that. I just happen to be on a flight going back to New York, you know. Uh, but I wouldn't want to do that for voluntary voluntary reasons. But I will say, if you do get the opportunity to fly on a 4th of July, um, it's pretty neat. It's cooler than I w- thought it would have been because it's like, wow, look at all these celebrations going on. Speaking of 4th of July, one of the best ones I ever had, or a cool one you, you can do, uh, I don't know about now in the COVID times, but post-COVID, a cool 4th of July is to, uh, I went to college in Washington, D.C. Uh, for three of my four years. And... Um, uh, in college, and uh, and one thing you can do is they have you can watch the fireworks on the National Mall, and on is it on the Capitol steps? Probably changes every year, uh, but you can watch the these the National Orchestra or Symphony Orchestra. I don't, I don't even know the difference in a symphony or an orchestra, or maybe it's the same thing. But you can sit on you can they'll play on the Capitol steps, so you and they're huge. If you're if you've ever been to the Capitol, it's huge. 
so you can sit right there and listen to them play as you know as the fireworks go off with like the monument in the background or, or whatever the capital in the background it's like that's a cool fourth of july if you're ever ever gonna do it um i recommend that one as a fourth of july celebration so uh yeah but the Qantas flight you're not getting me to do that Qantas flight there's no way Oh, also, I read another news article about a guy. I read an, another news article about a guy who found uh, a brain in the ocean. He found some brain. I don't know. I think it turned out to be an animal brain, but he found like a legit brain. I think it was in like tinfoil or something. If you Google, you have to Google these stories, I'm, you know, but just Google man finds brain in the ocean uh, and you'll see that he found his huge brain, which brings me to a story. One time, my cousin and I found that we found a message in a bottle, um, which that's like something you never think you would find. We were, I forget where we were. This is years ago. We were on a beach. We were walking and we found a bottle wash up on, on the rocks. Like we found a, a green bottle. I'll never forget. Green bottle. It was a pretty small bottle too. You know, it wasn't, it was like uh, smaller than like a beer bottle. It was like a kind of a mini bottle. Uh, and we, there was a note inside and you're like, oh my gosh, is it like a, is it an awesome, like romantic you know, is it a romantic letter from somebody trying to find a lost love that floated for 20 years? And uh, so that's what you're excited about. We open it up. This is what it was. The message in a bottle was from Cuba. And, and uh, it was like, wherever you find this, if you know, whoever's opening this, it was like a water uh, treatment like thing. They were like, if you find this, you know, what date did you find? It was only like a couple months old, I think. But it was like, uh, which I guess even that, it's been floating for a little while. Maybe it's even a couple of weeks. It wasn't long, though. It wasn't like it'd been in the ocean for like 30 years. It was like, but whoever finds this, like, let us know and then report back, like, the water clarity, like the pH, saturate. I don't know anything about water, acidity, like, in the area and the date that you found this so we can track whatever. And I, I don't think we did anything. I think we might even have thrown it back, you know, like, in disappointment. Because um, who's ever going to find a, a letter in a bottle, period? That's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like The chance of that happening, you're like, how would that be possible? And then you find it's a water treatment thing. It's like the biggest letdown of all time. Uh, we either kept it or threw it back in. But uh, that's the story about finding a message in a bottle, you know? Also, something I'm kind of scared of, uh, I don't even want to know, you know, I think there could be a civil war coming soon. I don't even really want to talk about that. But um, it's pretty scary, you know? Um Clearly, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think Trump is going to, uh, no matter how the election goes, I don't think he's going to, um, you know, give it up that easily. So I, I'm predicting a civil war go down. There's going to be the election. Then no matter what the results are, they're going to be contested, right? On either side, pretty much, it sounds like, going into it. So they're going to be contested. And then uh, there's going to be a couple days of, like, confusion, weirdness. We're already, like, at the boiling point. So um, wait till November, November 15th. I hate to say it. But I think that's where we're headed. So uh, it's a little scary, but we'll find out, you know. Also, I'd like to tell a story about um, my girlfriend and I have been living together for about two years or so. And uh, what it's like, people always want to know, you know, if you never live with a significant other, uh, let's say specifically if you're a man living with a woman, what, what it's like li- living with, with um, someone like that. Here's a story that sums it all up for me. Um, we have uh, like hand towels for the uh, kitchen, right? And you use it to clean up stuff. You might dry your hands. You might uh, spill something, clean it up. We also have paper towels, right? These are things people have. So you, you, spill, you spill a sauce. You eat and you spill sauce on the table. Um, you know, so I use a paper towel. And uh, this is when we first uh, moved into this apartment together here. Um, when we first moved in, uh, I spilled something. And I, was, I, was, I just had tended to use paper towels. Um, but she was like, oh, you need to use, you, you know, that's wasteful. You're wasting paper, you're wasting, and, uh, and, and I, and first I want to argue, like, I don't know, I'm just doing it, I, but, but 
it's it's hard when someone challenges you and then you sit with yourself later. That's when you really notice stuff. Not when people say it, but like when you're reflecting later, you're like, man, maybe I maybe I shouldn't use so many paper towels. Like that does seem kind of wasteful. So she's like, you know, her their thing was like, we have these hand towels, you know. Um, use you, you you use one of those. So if you spill something, you use a wet hand towel, and then we'll just wash those hands. We'll have a pile of them, and we'll wash those. And that will save on paper towels and napkins and all that stuff. So here's exactly what it's like living with a girl. One time, she was out somewhere. I was eating, I was eating here, and I spilled something. And I was like, oh, you know. And then I, I, I'm listening. I'm trying to be you know, a good boyfriend or, or a good uh, house partner, too. And I go, okay, I spilt it. I, I reach for a paper towel, and she go, uh, uh, and I go, oh no, don't use a paper towel. You're not supposed to use a paper towel right now. And so I, and then the only thing we had was uh, we had this other little basket of linen napkins. I never heard of these. I don't know what that is. They're called linen napkins. So I use a linen napkin to wipe up the thing on the table. And then when she came back and found it, she was like, you use one of the linen napkins? And I'm like, yeah, I, I went, I, I heard you, you know, we talked about don't use a paper towel, don't use a napkin. So I, I thought, I didn't do it. I used the, I used the linen napkin because we were out of the other regular, uh, the other regular napkins or, or hand towels or whatever. And she was like, you don't use a linen napkin. Everybody knows that. And it's like, that's the, that, that, that is the thing right there when like living with someone else or even like just being a dude, it's like, everyone knows that. It's like, not me. I I had heard that I don't use the paper towels, use the napkin or like a hand. So I heard linen napkin. So I'm like, yeah, you're doing the right thing, Lance. Um, but that that story right there sums up literally what it's like, like moving with a girlfriend, uh, being like just an oblivious dude, or or just with someone else in general. Because we think that everybody everybody might know what we know, but like I never even heard of a linen napkin. All I'm hearing is a napkin. Don't use paper towels, Lance. Use a napkin. So I use a napkin, and it's apparently incorrect. Um, so, but that's what that kind of sums up everything, uh, or, or a lot of what moving in with someone is. It's like they do it a certain way, but you not everybody does know uh, the same stuff. So, just a fun little story there. Here's something I kind of uh, been trying to think of a little bit in in the uh, in the quarantine. Uh, you know, you're trying to think about maybe how to better yourself or things you can do to, uh, you know, we're all, there's a lot of alone time, so what can I improve on? Like the ukulele, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, what, the ukulele, whatever, but, you know, uh, what kind of person am I? What am I going to be? One thing I, I, I want to work on a little more is is forgiveness, um, which which probably one of the harder things to do, right? I've got I've had a couple people in my life who have not treated me fairly or correctly. Uh, and I think we all do. In general, I got I got a, a ton of fantastic people who are kind to me, who treat me well, who are are nice to me and have been there for me uh, from day they met or, or my family and will be there forever because they're just those kind of people. And they've had a few other people who've done me kind of wrong. And I think that's that's just that's hu- that being human, right? You, that's just what it is. You know, people in business type things, uh, in family type things, in friends type things, that's just part of life. So I really want to use uh, some of this time to work on forgiveness because it does, it's just not worth it. Whole harboring uh, anger towards someone for something, it's it's just not it's not worth the time and energy. There's almost only so much time on this planet for any of us, and you're going to use it like you know, just like thinking. And that person's probably moved on anyway. And honestly, if somebody does you wrong, it's only because they're hurting. That's that's the the I think I've talked about that before. The only reason anybody hurts anybody is because they're hurting. That's all. It only makes. I only mean to people when I'm not in a good place. I'm only snippy toward people when I'm maybe on no sleep or I didn't get something my way or even performing stand up. I'm only mean to the crowd when I feel like I'm not in a good place. If I'm in a good place, I don't care. Or I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's like rolls off my back. So it's anytime someone has like screwed you over, 
you, you know, or, or or made you feel like you were less than or whatever. It's only because they got their thing. So I'm trying to have that approach in forgiveness. It's like, man, I, you know, I feel bad for that person. You send them a prayer, a good vibe, a good, like, you know, uh, an energy type thing. And like, you know, and, and then move on because it's not worth your energy. It's not worth your time. So something to quarantine to maybe think about is just, um, you know, forgiveness and trying to think about how you can, you know, uh, it's just, it's not worth it. So that's something I'm trying to maybe uh, just... Uh, come to grips with a little more maybe in my head as you know uh, we're all trying to figure out what to do with this stuff so that's that also I found I saw this um, an ad recently for this thing Uh, this was kind of funny to me although it seemed like a good cause something called the bond app and I guess it's uh, it's like a it said it was like a, a virtual security guard and it had a photo of someone holding a phone and it's like you know you could like log and it's like a face on there so you can like log in and someone so if you're like walking somewhere like oh you got a virtual which I it's a good cause I'm not gonna say but there is a little thing funny in there to where it's like you know it's like what's that person gonna do like, let's say like I have that and I'm getting like robbed I'm like oh hold on and I like dial in and now I'm like FaceTiming with someone who was like I'm getting robbed and then were they supposed to talk back to the to the person robbing me like hey stop please don't rob please don't steal from that I'm like I would do you think the person if you especially in New York you ever been if, if you ever been to New York or live here you walk down the street you're like you think that person cares about your FaceTime video with like a a customer service person like sir well, you know what's going on today and like well I'm getting robbed right now and like the person can be like oh yeah 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 and then just go like I just I know it's for good causes and there's some it sounds actually because it does I guess maybe GPS track so if something happens you can maybe have it on video and also GPS so maybe for later you have evidence for I don't know. It does seem like there are good applications, but there is something funny to like, that's your, it said virtual security guard. I'm like, you think the person robbing you in New York City cares about like your FaceTime? I don't think so. So I just, I thought, that, oh, but maybe they will. Maybe that, you know, maybe they will see a camera and be like, oh, am I being, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll see the camera and go, oh, I'm being videotaped right now. I better not do this because I was just going to rob someone and like be gone. But now if it's on video, you know, especially if they see that it's a live feed, maybe it's being recorded. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this Bond app is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, Bond app or, or, or something like that. So also, oh, oh yeah. Um, you know, this past week, uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, passed away and, and even here's a, people like her really hitting me in the, in the quarantine too, or, or during this time, because it's, um, you, you, again, you have all this inner time to think about who do I want to be? What do I want to stand for? How do I want my life to be? And people like her, People that really hit me, uh, you know, her, and I, I didn't even know that much about her. I mean, I, I do know who she is and some of the things she stood for, but I'm not like, I don't know her full history, right? Um, but people like her, and then even uh, another one, John Lewis. You know, you see these people, and then you read a little bit, you know, obviously when they pass away, there's a lot of news about them, so then, and you're just sitting here, so you're like, well, let's do a little more research on them. What, what do they stand for? What did they, you know... Um, and you see people like like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and John Lewis, and there's a slew of others, and you're like, wow, that's how you want to live. So um, there is those people are really kind of affecting me in, in this time. Like uh, that's how you want to live your life. You want to be somebody that stands up for other people, that um, for whatever cause that that is, you know, just fair, just fairness, really, just fairness of 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 racial equality, um, um, men women equality, uh, gay rights. It's like equality for people, just people doing their thing. So. Um, those people dying are like pretty, pretty effective. And, and actually it shows even in their death, they're almost, you know, I'm not gonna say more effective, but like, I, I wouldn't really think about John Lewis or Ruth Bader Ginsburg on a day to day basis, right? They're just, they're out there. They're people I've seen them in the news. Sure. But when they die, 
it's almost like they're equally af- effective because it's like then it's hitting me because I'm like, whoa, this guy John Lewis pretty pretty crazy. Oh, this this person uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg pretty pretty wild. All the stuff she did like pretty amazing. So it's like the death part is almost actually what like makes it. You know, I'm not even really thinking. They're just people out there until they die. So it's amazing that you can even do that in your you know. And even now I'm talking about it here, and they're still creating change because it's like. You're listening to this, and now I'm talking about it. So maybe you start Googling, or maybe somebody didn't really think about it. Isn't like, oh yeah, I guess because the more we hear it, the more something, the more we hear anything, the more we're like, oh, well, what's up with that? Like, I won't even watch a TV show until I've seen you know three or four people talk about it on social media. I'm like, I hear the name, like, all right, I hear it again a week later. I'm like, all right, and then eventually, I'm like, oh, I, I, all right, I'll check this out. I've seen six people talk about it. So it's amazing you can even affect people into your death. You know, like, so. Uh, just a lot to think about. It's like you're gonna die eventually, but all this inner time to think. It's like, well, who do you want to be? I think you want to be like John Lewis. I think you want to be like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You want to be somebody that, you know, you only get, you know, however many years on this planet could die tomorrow, could live to be 100. But, you know, most people die in that like 70, 80 range, you know. Um, so that's a lot. That's a lot to. Uh, and you got to thank those people for showing you showing you there's there's a way it can be done, you know, because there's my gosh, we got a lot of problems right now that need that need fixing. So you can pick a few. You, you can pick one, you know, it could be just animal rights, it could be climate change, it could be mental health, it could be, I mean, the list goes on and on, so it's like, you could just pick one or two that you like, could be homelessness, um, you know, and uh, how do you, what do you want to do on a day-to-day basis that might, you know, might help, and you don't need to be this, you know, famous activist or whatever, but it's like, could be in your community, could be in your building, your neighborhood, you know, your school, your job, it's like, how can you just make a little, anyway, you got to, and I guess I was talking about appreciation, I think, at one point, um, I mean, at some point, but you want to appreciate the people like John Lewis and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there's a ton of other people. I'm just naming those two for, you know, for this, for this portion. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool, those people. Also, I'll say one other thing about, um, you know, uh, when you get older, sometimes you realize things you didn't realize at the time. When I, years ago, when I was, like, in my 20s, um, I was... I was walking in Central Park and I met this older dude. It's weird when you're young how you're just like vulnerable. You know, you learn as you get older. You're you're just like you're not. I was maybe I don't know, 25, 23, maybe I was 27, which isn't that young, but it's like you know I'm 37 now, so the, just life experience and maybe you develop somewhat more. You know, hopefully, hopefully you do. Hopefully you learn and you grow and you read things and you have new experiences and meet new people and hopefully you do change. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to change as you go up. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, earlier this week about uh, about it, and it, I was like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to have new ideas and grow and develop as a human being. So, um, but when I first moved to New York, how vulnerable I was because like I wanted to really do you know acting and comedy and all these things. And I met a guy in Central Park, older gentleman, gentleman, probably like sixty something, and he lived on Central Park West. And he was just he was like. He goes, if you want to come to my, I don't know why I met him in the park. I'm, I talked to people and I was just, hey, how's it going? Nice day, whatever. Uh, he's like, oh, what, you know. And then eventually I was like, oh, he goes, well, I'm an actor too, or, or I'm a producer or something, some weird. And it had like a funny, weird, and he wouldn't. And I took, we got, we exchanged numbers. And he was like, if you come to my apartment, I'll, you know, I'll show you the ways or something. And I was like, ah, it seems fishy. But, but when you're young and you don't know that, you're like, well, this could be an opportunity. This dude lives on Central Park West. He seems like, he's like, but then we went through all these text messages. 
and I might even had one or two calls with him. And he was like, um, he would like wouldn't show me. He wouldn't meet me at a coffee shop. He wouldn't meet me at any outdoor event. He wouldn't meet me like or, or or space. He would meet me nowhere except his apartment. And but even when you're young, your brain is like, well, I guess I could just go. I could probably fight this guy. Like when I'm twenty, I'd say I'm twenty five. I'm like, this dude is like a sixty year old. He wasn't a big man. You know, you know. I'm like, I'm like, I could probably fight this guy if I if I needed to in his apartment. But I'm like, maybe there's like three other people there. You know what I mean? Or like, what is he just is. So, but but when you're young, your brain will like, and it was clearly now nothing to do with acting at all. Um, but your brain uh, will maybe allow you to play those uh, those tricks. So, um, just be wary, I guess. Be wary of new situations. And, and the thing is, if you feel something, it felt weird the first time I met him. It was just like, why do I gotta go to this dude's apartment? Why is he saying that? He's like, because he, when I first met him, he's like, you want to come up right now, and I'll show you about acting or something. And I was like, I don't know, maybe another time. I'll just take your number. And when we, but. But so we call, and then it would, he would just never meet me other than his like I'd never went right, but he was like only going to meet me if I went to his apartment. So um, the more of the story is, you know, I guess maybe to this particular story, it felt weird from the very beginning, and it was weird. It's clearly a dude in the park just looking for young dudes who's like, oh, you know what? Now I want to come, you know. Um, so that as you get older, you know, I guess I was lucky enough at the time to have the the gut feeling, I'm just like, ah, it doesn't really feel right. But there's a lesson there. And like when something doesn't feel right, like it doesn't, you know, in your stomach or whatever, it's like, like most of the time I've learned, like when you have that feeling, it's almost always accurate. Not always, because you can be wrong, but like most of the time you ever just meet someone and they're like a sale, a salesperson, we'll say, you can say you like, you go get, get a, a new mattress or, a, or an electronic thing, or, uh, uh, you know, and you're meet a salesperson. They're like, you're just like, ah, this feels weird. And then, or even just a random person in life, like, you know, a new friend out at a thing and you meet someone, you're like, it seems fishy. You're like, seems a little, they seem, they seem, it seems like sketch, maybe sketchy is the word or like. Seems a little, seems a little too. Every time I've had that feeling, we'll just say, and maybe not every time, but like nine out of ten times, I've come to find out later that that person's like severely met, like just weird and messed up and does like real shady stuff. Uh, just off that feeling from initially meeting someone, like ah, because here's the thing, here's the thing about our brains as humans, they're a lot more perceptive than we might even realize, even subconsciously. You know, we can perceive we can perceive the truth a lot more, even on camera. You can see like if someone's telling the truth or if they're not telling the truth, but maybe. Maybe not, because uh, you look at what's going on in the political world right now. Maybe people, maybe people don't. So I don't know. You know. Well, that feels uh, pretty good. Feels like we got an episode in. You know, uh, we did it. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. If you liked it, uh, all those, you know, the internet things, like, share, subscribe, review, comment. Uh, also, I got a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Party with Lance. If you want to support the pod. And um, I guess that's it. So another week, and uh, yeah, winter's coming up. You can feel it. You can at least here in New York City, you can feel the winter. The days are getting shorter, and uh, you know, just stay up, stay up out there. So that's it. Episode nineteen, Party with Lance podcast, and uh, see you next one.